Hey, and welcome to Free Willing with Cardin Podcast. My name is Cardin Wyckoff. I'm a wheelchair warrior, disability advocate, and your host for this podcast. I want to bring awareness to Invisible Disabilities Week, October 18th through the 24th. And today I have a special guest, Justin LeCap, who is going to speak about stutter awareness. And Justin is a Filipino-American creative and event professional with a stutter, born and raised and living in Hayward, California. He's a family guy, a flower enthusiast, music lover, and avid traveler. Currently, he works at Salesforce as an event supervisor on the real estate and workplace services team and an active leader in Ability Force, which is the employee resource group that believes in creating an environment where everyone feels seen, heard, valued, and empowered to succeed, regardless of ability or disability. His purpose in life is to use his creativity and generosity to produce experiences that promote happiness and positivity. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to this podcast and rate it. Give it a five-star rating with some comments on how to make it better and also what you enjoyed about it. You can also DM me on Instagram or Twitter, Freewheelin' with Cardin. I want to give another shout out to my friend's app, iAccess Life. It is a mobile app that allows users to rate and review places on accessibility in the built environment. So the parking lot, the interior, and it builds transparency and breaks down those barriers so that when you're going out and trying new places, you have an understanding of what the accessibility is like in that environment. It's like the Yelp for disabilities. I access life and use referral code CARDEN, my name, C-A-R-D-E-N, when signing up. Without further ado, I'm going to bring on Justin to speak about having a stutter and also talk about Stutter Awareness Day, which is October 22nd. Enjoy. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Free Will with Carden. I have Justin LeCap here today to talk about stutter awareness and his personal experience. And I'm really excited to have him on today. Hey, Justin, how's it going? Hey, Carden, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Just it's the weekend. <laughs> I know, I know. It's been it's been long, crazy works that week lately. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. glad to be chilling and sharing my story with you. Thank you. And yeah, let's kick it off with your childhood and growing up. Yeah. Okay. So, a stuttering really like uh, throughout my whole life has taught me so many key themes, like everything from confusion to being ashamed to being embarrassed, being um, being um, hum- hu- humil- um, humiliated, um, a lot of trauma turned into hope. To, 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 to a change to uh, re- 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 uh, resilience and like ultimately like self-love and ex- um, and acceptance. And my childhood was not easy. Like I knew that I was a different kid and um, every like every day I, re- I remember praying to God to get rid of my stutter and make me normal. Um, I was bullied a lot um, in school by like other other 
students in the school that weren't in my class. So it was really hard, especially because I didn't get the right treatment early enough. And um, I was misdiagnosed at school. So yeah, it was a hard childhood, but through life, I I just um, held on to it and became more confident in myself, which turned me into a different person uh, now. Yeah, and that's so great to hear that you've had this journey of self-love and resilience. What did they misdiagnose you when you were younger? Yeah, so... Um, I remember I was in probably like third or fourth grade and I was sent, like I I was able to get out of class for like an hour a week. And I I went to this other school to take language arts class. And uh, they thought that I just didn't know English properly and I couldn't like speak in that sense. But ultimately it was a stutter and I didn't get therapy for it until I was in um, high school. So I went through years of, of that and it didn't really help. Um, so kind of just delayed my process in, in being a better uh, fluent speaker. Mm-hmm. And when you did start getting that speech therapy and help in high school, how often were you going to it? Were you being pulled out of class to do that? Like, tell me about that experience. Yeah, it was really, um, it was really life changing. It was in high school. I would go to a Cal State East Bay up in um, Hayward, maybe two times a week after school, and there I was able to work with a speech pathologist, and they were able to help me out with techniques and different scenarios of how to get out of a stutter when when uh, speaking. And after that, after that experience with going through therapy over there, I really felt more confident in in um in um um a speaking in front of my class, um, a talking on the phone, and just mm-hmm. like everyday, um, everyday a casual um a conversations. Sometimes, like I remember, like when I introduced myself to someone, I stood around my name. And uh, they think that I forget my name, but really they just don't know my situation. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and especially when you have a first interaction with someone, sometimes that's people just think like, oh, it's just nervousness or they have all of these assumptions. How does that make you feel? Yeah, it's, it makes me feel not heard and not understood. And through years, like even growing up at home, like my parents would think I was just too nervous or too anxious. And they just told me to calm down and try to finish my sentences. So there was a lot of awareness that still had to be done at home in order for me to feel comfortable out in public. So yeah, I feel like I haven't really brought this part, like I really haven't brought attention to this part of my life until like my adulthood. Mm. So you're kind of going through this coming out essentially, right? With your disability. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I never really talked about it with like other people until 
like after college and like even when I had my first job like at at like uh, at, um, at like 23 like I didn't really d- disclose that information but um back at my last company like I kind of talked about it but it wasn't until now being at Salesforce I feel very confident in disclosing this part of my life and having people more aware of it and that's so important to feel comfortable and safe and feel that the community that you're coming out to is trustworthy and what about the particular environment or job or maybe your own personal growth was that trigger to be like, okay, I want to talk about it? Yeah, uh, I knew that I knew that I was ready to come out as like my true self. Um, um, last year, I did a lot of work on myself and and a transforming to become like a person that I always wanted to be. I knew that through acceptance and self-love and even, even, um, uh, even, even, uh, breath work like would really like enhance the, the person who I was meant to be. So mm-hmm. um, actually, like um, as I was applying to my current job here at Salesforce, I disclosed that information to HR and they were able to accommodate that. And I've never had th- that experience in my life before. Mm-hmm. And having like really strong core values here at Salesforce, especially e- equality, I knew that I had a place in this company and I, I knew that I could be myself. And when I was going through this, um, a transformation last year, I knew that authenticity is like very key and is very important to me. And I believe that when you are your most authentic person, you can produce some of the best work in your life. So having that motivation in me to just release and let go really brought me to this point where I feel like it doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter like how I say something. What Whatever I have to say is important and people will just have to wait for it, for it to come out. Yeah, that's so true. Being the most authentic version of yourself, mm-hmm. showing up as you are, as your whole self, is the best thing that anyone can do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like oftentimes in companies, we show up as our work self, mm-hmm. and then five o'clock hits, we shut the door, close the laptop. Yeah. <laughs> or nowadays, we just do a swivel chair into our kitchen or into our bedroom, right? Yeah. Because we're mostly working from home. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and then, well, there's the personal personality that comes out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I um, I found this guy named Chase Gillis online, and he's a speaking coach. But he doesn't he doesn't 
um, share practices and uh, techniques on how to overcome your stutter in, in that way. But he he more go- goes towards the fact that you should be authentic. And that really, really sucked to me because I think if you're really passionate about what you're saying and if you really have, if you really believe in what you have to say, then it will come out. And the more that you think about your stutter, the more that you think that you're going to stumble on something, the more you will. So a lot of it is just like self-confidence and like determination to push it out. Yeah, and thinking about how people have to just be patient and wait for it to come out. Yeah. Talk to me about what it feels like when you are at work or you're in a conversation Mm -hmm. or a room with people and you have that stutter. Yeah, yeah. You know, like sometimes like I still get laughs and like looks from people Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like this is one of the only handicaps that are out there that see that like people still laugh about, that people still still are getting hum, um, humiliated on about. So I think that, yeah, like it's one of my it's my biggest pet peeve when when, when I'm trying to say something and people finish my sentences or they. They, they they just lose attention and look the other way. So it really, but like now that like I've been more public about my stutter and I'm very open about it, I feel like the the more people are aware that I do have one, they do understand. But it but but like you still you still run into that small group of people that don't know me that don't know much about the stutter disorder or 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 anything like that sense. So a lot of there's there's still a lot of awareness that has to, to be spread up that that has to be spread out about this. Yeah, and look right now in the media, we have an election coming up. Yeah. In the United States and one of the nominees Joe Biden has been very public yeah. about having a stutter and seeing him at the debate and then seeing the comments on Twitter and Instagram after are just so cruel. But what is it like for you to see kind of like a role model or an icon or someone that also has a stutter who's in who is in the limelight right now? Yeah, totally. Well, you know, this year has just been so crazy with, you know, the pandemic and and the elections and 2020 overall has been like it has been an has been an unfortunate year, but I feel like this is the year that I'm actually finding my voice finally, and it's very refreshing to see Joe Biden to 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 see him sharing his story like for years now. But I never I never called attention to it until this year, and you know, like I was watching a lot of interviews um, of him online and he does say that this is a very the the very debilitating uh a situation for for someone to to um to um to um have a stutter and I couldn't agree more and he just um I've real um and I've also learned a lot from 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 what he says in his stories where you just have to practice 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 you just have to be deep determined 
that you will get whatever you have to say out. He, um, I remember um, in one of his interviews online, he said that his mom always re- re- reminded him that we are we are defined by courage and re- we are re- we are redeemed by loyalty. And he also mm-hmm. shares. And he, he like also shares and spread the word to like reach out to people and like seeing what their stories are because we 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 really don't know some, someone's situation until you take the time to ask about it and really understand. Um, mm. So he's really been a great part of my year in this sense of my life, and I I also remember him saying like like. No one has a right to mock someone and make fun of them for something that that they cannot that they cannot uh, control, and um, things that people cannot control is not their fault. So that really stuck with me um, this year. I really like that quote. I I missed the first part, but I got the "You're redeemed by loyalty." Yeah. And I think that's so true. It's like your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm-hmm. And those who want to follow you will follow you based on your values, not necessarily your disability. Mm-hmm. They've overlooked that and they've looked past that. Mm-hmm. And they recognize the quality and the values that you make yourself of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what are you kind of doing for this year, it's a big year for spreading that awareness. Yeah. So I knew that this was the year that I was going to speak out. And at Salesforce, there's so much opportunity to like share my story and to be involved in groups that can help with that. So right now I'm on the Ability Force leadership team in San Francisco chapter. And it's such a um, it's such a big month right now in October. It's Disability Employment Awareness Month, and also on the week of the um, of the eighteenth or nineteenth, I believe, is um, in Invisible Disabilities Week. And then ultimately on the twenty second of this month is a, a Stuttering Awareness Day. And I'm going to plan a fireside chat on that Thursday, the 22nd, with Salesforce employees. And I'm just going to invite like different people in the stuttering community to like have an intimate talk to, to bring awareness to employees in our company. And this, this has been an idea that I've had for many years, even before I was at this current job, because I feel like a lot of the times, especially in the workplace, people aren't aware of this. And I am going to invite people from the, from the National Stuttering Association, as well as um, other speaking coaches and some doctors to really just share different angles of a stuttering in an hour to, um, to bring more light to the situation and, and help those who might know a setter or who or who is actually a setter to feel more comfortable in the workplace. Mm. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. I love how what you're doing is you're taking 
what used to be almost, you probably felt like it was a burden and, and wishing and praying to God that you didn't have it. And you've turned it into this opportunity of, well, this is the cards that I have and that I'm dealt with. And what I'm going to do instead is bring awareness to it and showcase to the world what it is and how we can be better allies of each other. And that's what it's all about. It's just bringing your full authentic self to work and in your community and then gathering other allies along the way to be a part of your journey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if I could share like the like if I could share this information with like a with us with, with, with a small group of people and that group of people share it with their tribes and so on and so forth, I think like this could be a really good change in like my own ecosystem. And I think that yeah. you know, like this is a year that I want to take action and it's all about having that mindset that I am not defined by my sitter, although it is a big part of my life and how I communicate from like a from like a day to day basis. It's something that I know that if I if I put a, a confidence and de- determination around it, I don't need to worry about it. And I think mm-hmm. that you know, like coming from my childhood, when I when I didn't want it, when I prayed that when I pray to God to like get rid of this stutter. Now my mindset is I wouldn't have any, um, 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 I wouldn't have it any other way because mm-hmm. it's a part of who I am. And it really brings a lot of a person um, um, it, it really brings a lot of a personality and color to like who I am in this, a decade of my life. And, and, and like what we said with being authentic, it's like if you are your true self and if you own it and if you are coming up and, and waking up every day knowing that you could be yourself and you could say whatever you want to say despite any stumbles or flares along the way, then that's all I need to, <laughs> to be happy and to yeah. and to a uh, carry on. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like I'm just getting goosebumps listening to you. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's all about like you know, like self love, and you know, if you mm-hmm. if you can't love yourself, if you can't love your you're a stutter, then it's hard for you to like accept and love anything or or like anyone else, right? So, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's just being confident in these circumstances. And like, you know, like this road was like uniquely designed for me from from the universe. And I think maybe in my second life, I won't have a stutter. But for this (laughs) life, I know that I do have one and I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak out whether or not it comes out in one second or in 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and um, on Stutter Awareness Day, which is on October 22nd, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, October 22nd. Is there anything that you're doing to promote that, like a hashtag or a certain color or a certain phrase or 
selfie or something like that that others should participate in? Actually, yeah, I'm working with the Invisible Disabilities team on Ability Force at Salesforce. And we are doing like a promo in, um, internally, but I wanted to share with you guys all that. Um, like their tagline is, I wish. So my tagline is, I wish people would let me finish. And um, yeah, I will be um, creating a blog post um, l- later this month with like my story and and bringing more awareness to us stuttering. And I think uh, I am ready to 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 do this publicly, and I'm very excited. And this is something that my that my child self wouldn't imagine to to. To, 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 uh, to, uh, to do, but now that I've gone through all these experiences of being embarrassed and being yeah. m- 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 misunderstood, misdiagnosed, I think it's time for me to just let loose and release and just be comfortable with who I am and be authentic. I wish people would let me finish. Yeah, That's a great timeline. <laughs> Yeah. So kind of want to dive into a little bit more about the stutter and for you personally, Mm -hmm. just so I have an understanding. Is it a particular word, a syllable, a sound, a letter, or is it just overall? I'm sorry, I don't want to like sound ignorant, but is it just overall like of not being able to properly form sentences or like how... What does it feel like in your brain? Yeah. Well, I think if I, be, before I talk, I think like my mind works faster than like my mouth, right? So mm-hmm. before I talk, sometimes I just get like worked up about, oh my gosh, I'm going to stutter, I'm going to stutter. And then I stutter, right? So there's not, for like in my case, there isn't like a particular word or, or like letter or sound that it happens on, but... I like to say it's just random, right? So okay. before, like I was just like, if I knew a word was coming and I couldn't, and I knew I couldn't say that word, I would just think of like another word that's, that's a similar to it and just say it, even if it's, hmm. even if it's not the right word. So yeah, it just, it, it like, it like, it like it comes and goes, right? Like some, some conversations and some sentences, it'll be just fine. And then some other ones will just be a train wreck, <laughs> right? But sure. it's all an acceptance. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the things that you do to help get you through certain sentences or like what you said, when it is a train wreck? <laughs> yeah. So before I remember actually when I was a kid, I would, I would before therapy, I would, I would make like, I would make body movements to like get the sounds out. Like I would like, Hmm. I would like move my like arms and my legs very, very notice, noticeably to like other people. And I I would be ashamed by it. So that would help like pre-therapy. But during therapy in um, high school, you know, there's a lot of techniques of just like um, how to how to blend words t- together so the sounds are uh, fluid. 
Actually, um, when I was in grade school and in um, high school, I was in a choir. And I liked being in choir because when I sing, I don't stutter. So it made, so it made me feel really good about myself. So so that helped out. So that that helped out a lot. And also, currently, right now, I, in addition with those uh, um, uh, techniques, I just really try to work on my uh, 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 my my. Breathing, and just mm-hmm. like making sure, like when I'm in meetings and when I have a a big interview or when I'm talking to other folks, that like I'm really calm and very centered, and just very very present. I think um, I'm a very anxious person <laughs> uh, uh, to begin with. So if I'm thinking if I'm thinking of, um, if I'm thinking ahead of myself, if I'm thinking of a, of other things that is not in that situation. I, I tend to stutter more. So I think with being mindful and being very present and just like taking the time to breathe and like think about what I'm going to say, it comes out easier. Hmm. You mentioned how you were in choir and feeling that sense of like freedom and relief almost because you had that momentary just feeling of you don't have to think about it. You know, you're just singing and it's coming out so fluidly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, you have a very lovely voice. I will say that. Oh my God. So I, I can, can only imagine <laughs> what you sound like singing. I don't know. It's been, it's been years. <laughs> you're going to, um, and the reason I'm building you up, your confidence, because I want you to sing me something right now. I'm just oh kidding. Oh my God, pardon. <laughs> Uh, I'll save it for next time. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, okay, so you were singing when you were growing up. Mm -hmm. Do you do that now? Is there anything else that you're doing to help kind of continue to build that confidence and to help to kind of get you through certain sentences? Like performing arps. Yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, currently it's, yeah, it's just like what I said, just like, um, just like I'm having that mindset and like being authentic and just being very confident in what I have to say. And like, like I, whenever like I'm talking, I just, I know that my slitter is there, but mm-hmm. I don't let it like, take over my my mind and let it t- take over like what I have to say and I think before like I would just sh- sh- like I shut out and like or maybe like not even speak in like in like a group um in like a group of conversations or or like in meetings but like especially now this year like we're working from home and being in this pandemic and I'm like on my computer like most of the day I like really like found my voice to like speak out and just like before talking, just like really understanding like what I have to say. So like, so, so when it comes out, it just comes out and just, and just flows out nicely. Hmm. Nice. Do you still do any of the body movements? 
to help get certain sounds or syllables or sentences? <laughs> you know what? I um, I am using my hands a lot right now, but I think that's that's what I've that's been kind of normal like in these mm-hmm. past few years. But I know that when I talk and I do go through a stutter, I tend to like I close my eyes and look the other way. So yeah, I I really do appreciate it when people, when I'm talking to someone and they're very patient with me and they keep eye contact with me and that makes me feel really validated and like comfortable with them. But it, mm-hmm. but like, I, but like I could tell you that it does really suck when people like look like when, when, when people try to finish my sentences or, or laugh or even like maybe like they just don't understand and they just feel uncomfortable too. So I just need to understand that part as well. Mm-hmm. With the body movements, I learned in another episode with autistic people is they have something called flappy happy. Flappy happy. So when, mm-hmm, that's the term that they call it. And so when they have so many emotions of like ebullience and excitement and happiness. Mm-hmm. It comes out in the form of body movement uh-huh, uh-huh. and they call it flappy happy. Yeah. And <laughs> the gal that I interviewed um, the other day was as a child, she was always told, stop doing those body movements. That's bad. Mm-hmm. Like society looks at that as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And for you also saying that you used to be trained to do certain body movements to help get you through the stutter. Mm -hmm. It just only makes me think that I think society has created Mm -hmm. what is socially acceptable for certain movements when you're talking to someone. Yeah. And it's looked down upon Mm -hmm. when you do exhibit more body movements than others. Yeah. And what we don't realize is that it can help people or it's their way to express their feelings and emotions because they don't have the language or the ability to communicate that. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. It's like the movement kind of just like takes away from like the the anxiety that I have from my stutter. And it just releases that energy, right? So mm-hmm. I think, well, like overall, I think I'm a very like like active person where I, I, I like move a lot. So I don't know, like between that and my stutter movements, I don't know, like they just flow in um, all together. But yeah, I do, I do agree that like society like really like has that preset like notion of like, of like what is right and what is wrong. And sometimes with what is right to them or what is wrong to them is not always right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you're comfortable, do you want to share the kinds of accommodations that you would ask for or that you personally use either at work, at home, in your community so that or for those who may feel scared to ask, right, right, you can shine a light on that. So yeah, like uh, when when I was interviewing at my job here at Salesforce, I actually disclosed the information that I do have a stutter with uh, with um, HR, and they did accommodate like um, a few like uh, 
like um, extra time during my interview for that. So that really helped. And also, I think with them knowing ahead of time, it just it just saves everyone the time and the and the wonder of like what is really happening with this guy, you know. So that is one thing that I would recommend if um, if you are interviewing for a company and they do value equality and all that. It could really help. Um, in terms of other things and events and stuff, I haven't haven't really called much attention to that. But I can, but but I can share that my mentor right now, she actually gave me a really good advice to like if I know that I am uh, talking to like a new a group of people or if I'm in a meeting or if I'm meeting with anyone in general, and just like the, the, this. Uh, the, the, Disclosing that information off the bat, then it just it just clears everything up, and and people tend to understand you better and and are more empathetic. Hmm. So that and other ways is just you know like I know it's not ideal to have a stutter, and sometimes you wish that you may not have it, but I think. Acceptance is a really big key here, and knowing that even if you go through therapy and 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 learn all these uh, techniques and really work on those things, sometimes it may just come back. And it's and it's something for me that I've accepted that it's probably going to stay with me for the rest of my life. And knowing that I I just want I just want to feel present and comfortable with myself. So mm-hmm. I would encourage other people to to just to just be yourself and just like even if even if you may feel like you are coming to a stutter or something you may say might not come out as as like a smooth as a as a as a smooth like butter. Um <laughs> your message is important and people will just have to wait and let us finish. <laughs> and just going back to that tagline of I wish people would let me finish. Yeah. Because yeah, I like how you said it won't come out as smooth like butter always, but it'll certainly be worth it. Yeah. To hear it at the end. Yeah, for sure. I think it also, in my opinion, it just allows you to have a conversation that isn't so quick. I feel like our lives are just so meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting and everything is scheduled Mm -hmm. for a certain amount of time. And I think we forget sometimes to just spend a little bit longer talking to someone. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Cardin, like I um, am very fortunate to like have like a, a tribe of like friends and family that, that are very patient with me, you know? So Mm. Even if I don't find that in the workplace or like out in public, I know that I have people in my life that are there for me that will that will that will talk to me and that will be patient with me as long as I as long as I need to get my word out. So that really brings me hope, and I and and that's one of the reasons why I want to call a lot of awareness to to this this month is that like people might know like people's maybe. Someone has a neighbor who has a friend that has a sister that has a stutter. And it's mm. just all about sharing that knowledge 
and like and sharing that knowledge, not even about what a sitter even is, but like how it might make a sitter feel and like what you could do to help a sitter out. So yeah, just like what we said mm-hmm. earlier, like I I'm I feel very empowered hearing what Joe Biden has to say about his sitter. And like even for him, like yeah. he has he he said that his sitter was like pretty bad when he was growing up, but when you hear him talk now, it doesn't even seem like he's had one, you know? Mm-hmm. So I know that, you know, like maybe it is possible that like that we could overcome it at some point. But I know that like in this in this part and this time of my life, like it's it's here with me. Like he's uh or like my my stutter is something that I appreciate and is a part of me. And I know that it I know that this stutter is not ideal, but it really it really makes me who I am. And yeah, like you know, like I want people to remember me but but by my stutter. Like, you know, it's like it's mm-hmm. like that makes me unique. That that makes me different. Like that, yeah. that makes people re- re- remember me. And you know, like mm-hmm. I've only like these past few years, uh, like came to like accept and like understand that like stuttering is not a bad thing. Like I can't control this. It's a part of me, and it has been a part of me like in my childhood, which was very dark. But now it's very light, and I look at it as like a very positive positive um what's it called positive like trait in my life mm-hmm. how do you want people to identify your stutter mm-hmm. so do you want to be called as like justin who stutters justin has a stutter stuttering justin like <laughs> <laughs> obviously not that one but like stuttering how justin. do you want people to identify the stutter yeah I would say Justin the stutterer. The stutterer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you know, like I've only like only like recently I've added that word to like my bio and to like my like my bios on my social media and at work and the bio that I have for this as well. It's like this is a really big part of my life. If like people meet me and they like see me face to face, so whether it's virtual or or in person, like that's one of the things that they're going to remember about me, right? So it's like, it is what it is and Mm -hmm. and I'm here for it. I think anything that, I mean, this is my personal opinion, but anything that you can do to set yourself apart is how you're going to be remembered. Totally, yeah. And whether that's a disability or not, yeah. You know, I totally use my disability as a one up in a lot of situations. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of benefits that come with having a disability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And like I I was like I never was a part of this community until I joined Ability Force and like just being a part of people, like being a part of a group of people who like really really understand without like having to explain is like so means so much to me and um yeah it's just i i find a lot of comfort in just like knowing other people who who are the same like when i was meeting with people from the national stuttering association um weeks ago it was like one of my like 
it was one of my first times like actually like talking with a stutter. Oh, cool. I feel like I've only met like a good handful. Like I can't even count like mm-hmm. with, with my fingers um, how many other stutters I've met actually in person or like virtually. But like it really just brought, like it just really like gr- uh, gr- grounded me and really gave me a lot of mm-hmm. perspective on like how me how people may me feel and think when they're talking to me. So mm-hmm. like it was it was just a really crazy experience. Like having like chatting with someone with a stutter and them going through their motions of not being able to say a phrase or a word. And it's like, wow, like that's what people think about. Or that's what people like I know I know now how people feel when they talk to me. And like and like what I said earlier, it's like People may not know, so they may may feel uncomfortable or they just don't know how to react. And mm. they might just feel bad overall for me. But I don't want, want people to feel bad because it's something that I accept and I am willing to have for the rest of my life. So overall, wow. it's great. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say the first time that I met someone with my type of muscular dystrophy was just so enlightening and very much like looking in a mirror. Mm-hmm. And it was really weird. Yes. It was like, wow, you move just like me. No, yeah, for sure. You act just like me. This is so cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's different, right? Like, when you see like people <laughs> online or like on TV or whatever. But like mm-hmm. having that like face to face like one to one interaction with them, wow! Like it, yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> it really is. There's a lot of just comfort in that. Yeah, like I have yet to meet one like in person or like at, at or like at work. But yeah, I wish I just had a like a group of like homies that like all stutter and we could just all <laughs> banter, you know. what would you name the band of your stutters the band of my stutters um repetition (laughs) (laughs) or like or like or like or like like, uh, or like on loop or something on loop (laughs) or like loop-de-loop or something like that (laughs) I like repetition. Repetition? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wonder what our like first um, hit song will be. I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out, right? <laughs> That's great. I love that. Um, thinking also about other people that you've seen on TV and movies, mm-hmm. has there been any type of representation other than Joe Biden? Yeah. I know that Marilyn Monroe has a stutter. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she has one. I'm actually going to pull up a quote from her that I really like. Okay. Imperfection is beauty. Madness is genius. And it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. So I look at that as my stutter. It's like, I could be like, I could be like anyone else and just have like a perfect... Um, a perfect speech and just like say say everything so fluently, but that's kind of boring, right? Like you also you like want that person to like spice things up, mm-hmm. and I think that's me. <laughs> yeah, 
bring some spice and some repetition. <laughs> some repetition, right? <laughs> That's so great. Um, is there anything else that you want to share, Justin? Um, yeah, let's see. Like overall, I just want to tell all all the sutters out there that like that you should not judge yourself for this, and you should not let let it de- 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 define who you are. Although it is a big part of your life, like it's something that you could overcome. And just like, I think ultimately, Lee Carden, like the big theme here is just like being authentic, right? So mm-hmm. I think if you really accept every part of yourself and everything that goes on in your head and in your heart and in your soul, and really accept that you could really be the person, be, 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 be the best person that you could be. And at work, you could produce some of the best work that, you, that you've ever made in your life. So don't let, don't let your stutter hold you back from what you believe and what you have to say because the more you advocate for your thoughts and what what is going on in your head the more you will be overall happy and like live that 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 calm calm positive life mm. and like you know overall here i just I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for my stutter. I'm so grateful to be able to share my story with you, Cardin. I'm so grateful to to be a part of a company that I could share my story with and that I could be very open mm-hmm. about. I'm very grateful for my friends and family who are very patient with me. I'm grateful for Joe Biden for sharing a story and like making me mm-hmm. making me build that confidence in myself to to be comfortable and to be to be a person that can say something with a stutter, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, I just encourage everyone to accept it and do the proper breath work that it'll take. And I think with that, um, just being authentic. And now that I think about it, I think mm-hmm. bees are a, <laughs> are a letter that I stumble on. I think I've mm. stumbled on breath work maybe like three times in this conversation. So that is one. Hey, who knows? Maybe that could be something that if you, I don't know if you go back to a therapist still today or if there's other tactics that you can use. I mean, the first thing is for you to identify it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then figure out what's next. Yeah. And if that's something that you even want to do, like that's totally up to you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I think um, here is just now my vibe and my vision is right now is just to take action. So mm-hmm. just taking action to accept, to share, and to just live my life with a stutter. Well said. Thank you so much, Justin for your authenticity and just showing up as yourself and sharing your story. I think we learned, I learned a lot just about really showing up as your whole self everywhere. And I do know what it's like to not feel seen or heard Mm -hmm. a number of times growing up Mm -hmm. and having that mindset shift that you've 
started to work on and something that you're actively living Mm -hmm. is really helpful going forward. Yeah. And like what I said, I kind of want to like end on this note, Cardin, like for like you and I, it's like the universe, like built this road unique for us. So like this is something that, that makes us so like awesome and like amazing. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, I really wouldn't have it any other way. So I am so, I'm so appreciative right now. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Justin. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Cardin. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Thank you, friends, for listening. Please rate and follow this podcast or text Cardin at 470-588-1215 with comments and suggestions. Tune in next week for another disability topic.